The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We are in the book of Colossians. And we just finished yesterday, we just finished Colossians chapter 2. And so now we're going to jump into Colossians chapter 3. And I've mentioned many times that the chapter and verse divisions are not necessarily inspired, but I can say in this situation, I do like the way they've broken them up. There's a, a finished thought and a new thought is starting. So we finish the thought of all of these extra rules and regulations and human tradition that is trying to make its way in to make the Christianity much more complicated. And so in verse 3, uh, Paul turns away from that and he moves his his thinking and he moves his teaching right back to the individual Christian. He, he moves away from the battles of the church and all the, the divisions and he, he says, okay, let's, let's move away from all these other distractions and I'm going to take the next few moments and I'm going to talk about you maturing in Christ as the believer. While these distractions are there, there are things that you need to do so that you can recognize the distractions, you can recognize the division, that you can move beyond it and these things won't become a stumbling block to you and, and it comes in maturing and so he's going to move into this stage of maturing. So he starts uh, with one of very, very important aspect that every Christian needs to understand is so important. It really comes down to our thinking our thinking, our motive, because simply this, it's been a, it's a scientific proof and you know they, they talk about this in people who make a lot of money or people who find themselves in jail, and it's simply this, actions are always preceded by thinking. When, when they look for a criminal who's done something, they say, what was the motive? What was his thinking? Why would he do it? Things of that nature. And so we don't really do anything unless we've thought about it. So if we really want to see maturing, we want to see change in our life, we can't change our actions until we have changed our mindset. And that's really what he talks about in the first few verses of Colossians 4, or Colossians chapter 3, excuse me. So let's go to chapter 3, verse 1. Paul says this, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear with him in glory. So he, he really focuses our attention back to eternity. Now, please understand, this is not a passage that says, set your affection in heaven and look forward to heaven and only think about heaven so that you really can't live on earth. Like, I can't wait to go to heaven. And you know, Some people say sometimes we become so heavenly minded, we're no earthly good. God is not saying, ignore life down here and only wait for heaven. That's just not a great way to live. He's actually told us, to occupy until he comes. So he's not talking about this fantasy of one day getting away from earth and being in heaven. He's talking about having an eternal perspective. There is a heaven, there is an eternity, God is real, he's already conquered the earth, and everything we're doing pales in comparison to what's coming. So if we have a proper mindset about heaven, but we have a proper mindset about eternity and about God's control, things of that nature, that new mindset will begin to change our direction. Uh, he says in Romans chapter 12, verse two, um, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A new thinking. Now we know the new thinking demands that we need to be saved first, because we can't change our thinking outside of God and the Holy Spirit. That's why he says in verse 1, if ye then be risen with Christ. What's he saying? If you've ever truly been saved. You can be in church. You can know a lot of church stuff. You can know the Bible. You could have been grown up in church and, and whole life in church and never truly been saved. And I'm telling you, one of the ways it's to figure that out is if you spent your whole life around church and it, there's no victory, there's no 
fullness and it's just angering and frustrating. Maybe you've been around religion but never truly been saved. You see, when you get Jesus in your life, it's not a religious experience. It's a life transformation. If you think I had a religious experience, we can generate those in church. You can generate those. But coming to Christ is a life's trans it's a transforming thing. And you'll know that. And you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you say, I, I really don't see that, then maybe. You know, I'm not trying to unsafe people, but I hope you understand there is a simplicity in Christ that comes with salvation. And, and religious tradition and motives that we've been talking about don't bring salvation. So he says, with all these other traditions, if you're truly saved, he goes, so if you then be risen with Christ, because seek your, those things, set your effects, think those things which are above, where Christ is at the right hand of God. Again, he's not just speaking of heaven alone, but he's thinking of eternal things. Set your affections. He says in verse 2, set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. Your mindset, your affections, your desires, they're more about God and what God has. So again, it's not just heaven. It's the reality of heaven and the fact that this is not the end. So therefore, we got God in heaven, Jesus in heaven, the right hand of God, which means the control, the power, the authority. My eyes are focused in a different kingdom. Now, we know that the physical kingdom comes later, but we can live in what some call the spiritual kingdom. That's why some call it a kingdom mindset. We don't live in a kingdom. God is not, Jesus is not on earth sitting on a throne on an earthly kingdom yet. That is to come. It will, but it's not yet. So we look at this more of what many call the kingdom mindset. We're living a mindset of what will come one day. Jesus is still our king, but he's not the earthly king yet. So we will follow him. We will, so while we are citizens of an earthly kingdom under the authority of the earthly, uh, earthly authority, our mindset is eternal. So we're going to, through honoring God, we're going to keep our, we're going to follow the rules. We're going to be good citizens here. But ultimately, our mindset is eternal. This is all the battles of life are temporary, and they're going to disappear at some point. Uh, that God is still in control, and he still loves us. He's still going to be with us. But it's if our mindset is temporary, and our mindset is the world has to fit into my thinking, I can become discouraged. I can become anxious because my mindset is in the world. And the world has a unique way of trying to resolve. Now, here's the thing. The world's answer to all of the things you can't control is medicine. And please understand, I'm not against medicine, but unfortunately, that's where they end. God's saying, I can give you a renewing of your mind. I can change your thing. I can give you a new beginning, a new creation, he calls us in Corinthians. So, and I'm not saying that eliminates, you know, you'll never have to use medicine or anything. I hope you understand where I'm coming from. The world has a limited answer to the battles of life. God transforms our thinking. We can follow the world, and the world is empty when it comes. And he says, you need to have your thinking towards God. And he says in verse 3, for ye are dead. You are dead and your life is hid with Christ. You're, the reality of where you're going, you recognize the truth. Your, your, your flesh has limited answers. And when it comes down to what can really be an answer, the world has nothing and therefore you are dead in that. That's not your hope anymore. And so when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then we shall appear with him in glory. We will see him. We will be with him in glory. That's the future. We, we, if we have a temporal mindset, we will be consumed with the emptiness of this world. So he's saying we need to mature. These divisions in church, these people coming in with these doctrinal things, these little things that are petty. Really, when you see these little things that are petty and they, and they split people and they, they separate people and they cause grief in church, what you're doing is you're seeing immature Christians, if they're saved, like you said at the beginning, if you are truly risen with Christ, what you find if they're saved is you're finding immature Christians. And they might have been around church forever, just never matured. And that's very, very possible. 
so what you have to say is, I, I can't worry about that. I need to look at myself, Lord. I want to mature in Christ. So in the next couple episodes, we're going to look at the idea of some instructions. Paul says there are some things you must choose to do, but before you choose to do them, you must have the right mindset. You can't just get up and say, I'm not going to do this. I need to change my thinking. Changing your thinking comes by being in the Word of God. In Psalm 119, David asks this question, wherewithal shall young man cleanse his way? And then answered the question, the next verse was, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. He says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. What he's simply stating there is if I really want to be able to grow in him, I must, it, by the way, he didn't say by reading and memorizing the Bible, by taking heed. I can't take heed to something I don't understand. I read the Bible. I learn the Bible. The Bible transforms my thinking and then I can live the Bible. I need to be in the Bible. I need to be in prayer. I need to be in church. These are the things that God has established for the Christian to get the answers necessary to be able to move forward. And that's what we really need to focus our, our attention on. You can't do it on your own. You need, you need to be saved. You need to be in the Word of God, and He will filter and begin to change your thinking. So let me challenge you to, over this weekend that our, our answer is not in transforming ourselves or becoming Christian or becoming righteous or spiritual. Our answer is to transform our thinking through the truths of the Word of God so they're no longer the thinking of the world or the thinking of God. And we can, and, and God is the one that does it, but we begin to see the world differently. And that's what we're hoping to be able to gain. And then in the coming episodes, we'll begin to see practically where, where Paul, through inspiration of God, tells us how we can do that. Thanks again for joining us this week, being with us as we're studying through the book of Colossians. Greatly appreciate just the privilege to be part of your day. Hope it's a help to you. I hope you can. If you can join us again on Sunday, 10 o'clock. If you can't make it in person, uh, we can, you can join us online, bensalembaptist.org, or our Facebook page, YouTube channel. Thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again on Monday.